0: Great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip through the uh, drive-through over at Churn and Spoon, or I'm sorry, at Strange Brew here in Starkville or Brupolo and Tupelo. Be kind of weird if Brupolo was in. Hit me with one. Where are you going to go? Sebastopol. Hazelhurst. Ooh, that's a good Bruselhurst. Bruselhurst is actually a good name for a. Uh, a coffee shop. Well,
1: when I hear Hazelhurst, I kind of hear hazelnut. Yeah, yeah. Which is my favorite kind of. It has. It's. It's in my favorite kind of coffee. The albino squirrel.
0: squirrel. There you go.
1: It's one of the only coffee drinks that I will drink.
0: Well, guess what? You can drink what? it for free because one of our great listeners, Mr. John Provenza, who I spoke to. I, I ran into him the other day at Kroger. We talked for a few minutes. Really good. Always great to meet uh, our listeners. Um, Thank you, John. I really thanks, appreciate Yeah, I appreciate that. it. He got a, he, so he, well, he hooked us both up, but he, he did it the right way. I got a and spoon card. <laughs> there you go. So My kids will be excited when we get some milkshakes uh, pretty soon. So thanks very much. If you don't have a, uh, a guardian angel like that in your life, just make it easy. Go to one of the the, the places here in Startville or in Tupelo, or order online, strangebrewcoffeehouse.com, and get it shipped right to your door, including the always fantastic, K-Cups, of which the Blueberry Cobbler has been restocked. Obviously, that's number one and most popular. They've got it right now at com, College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com. That is the place to find maroon and white merchandise that you can't find anywhere else in the state of Mississippi because nobody else has the selection that they do at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com. Whether you're looking for something for yourself, your home, your car, or whatever, they've got it at College Corner. Humble Tacos, looking forward to seeing you help here this spring when you're coming to watch Mississippi State baseball. The weather this week has been fantastic. It's just going to keep getting better. You want to be out on the patio at Humble Taco and join a margarita, enjoying some chips and salsa, and enjoying some tacos that you just can't get anywhere else. They have great specials every weekend. You don't want to miss out. ...on one of Startville's most unique dining experiences. Have a great time every time when you're at Humble Taco. you're looking for an easy and a quick solution for lunch... ...I'm going to give you Firehouse Subs. You just use the app. The Firehouse Subs app is one of the best apps out there for food. And it's going to help you pile up reward points. It's going to help you grab a lot of great stuff... ...free when you use it. Also, don't forget... You're heading out to Duty Noble, and you you know you're not in charge of the grill. You know, they said, hey, just bring something. Bringing a Firehouse Subs party platter is going to get everybody fired up. So it's a great idea for baseball. Firehouse Subs party platter, and it always for lunch. It's Firehouse Subs locations in Starkville and Columbus, Tupelo and Oxford, Madison and Flo Wood. Robbie Falk, hello, You're in the studio today, my friend.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's a rare appearance these days. The,
0: the, the, we're zooming. We zoom more now than we did at the height of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, which I, I mean, I guess I wasn't really involved at that time. But That's
0: true. I didn't think about that. But yeah, still,
1: but still, yeah, but the Zoom was still around, and you know, it's just it just makes more sense for me because I live twenty minutes away. Sometimes to just do it at my house. Yeah. But uh, there's there's no substitute for you and I being together. This is how the magic happens. It is. And we don't step on each other's toes when we're talking near as, near as much. We don't finish each other's sentences. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say sandwiches. I was if too. If you seem
0: frozen. So, so, yes, yeah. I have. Ah, that, that water was good. That, that's high-quality H2O.
1: Did you know that I, I was looking on Facebook the other day, mm-hmm. and um, this elementary... Class or something. I don't know who the person was. Somebody shared something from somewhere else. Uh, apparently, they did a uh, a test of the purity of bottled water, and uh, Dasani was actually one of the worst. One of the worst. Yeah, because it has yeah. it's it's the most acidic water you can possibly have.
0: Yeah, that's why I get. I, so I went to Subway for lunch today. Yeah, this is the only water they sell. So I just I just bought it. Right, and now I we have a water. Uh, Cooler here, and I just fill it up from that.
1: That water cooler—that's probably the bottle—is all I need. That's probably a very—I feel like the 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 water that comes in those jugs Mm -hmm. is is fairly pure. I I agree with that. But you know, water out of a well is actually the best water you can possibly drink. Correct. and core water, which the SEC serves at some tournaments and things like the that. The
0: core water of the SEC is it's elite hydration. You can tell the difference now. You can tell the, would, you did,
1: would you drink a Dasani and drink a core?
0: I don't know how that's possible. It's just water, but you're absolutely correct. What a there's great thing. There's not as much acid in it. I are their radio right now and they're just like, what?
1: I, I worked for the water department of Louisville, and uh-huh. you would be amazed at the stuff that they put in water.
0: I don't want to know. The, yeah. I mean It's, it's like it's, sausage. I just, just want to eat it. I don't want to know. I, mean, I don't want to know. It's, it's nuts. What else is nuts is Mississippi State Baseball being five and four after nine games. I don't think anybody I don't know, only a fool would have predicted that, but they would have been correct. And now the season hangs in the balance is very dramatic. Yeah. But there's there's
1: been worse starts that have been turned There have been worse better. starts
0: that have turned out just fine. And I think, you know, and, and we had Kendall Rogers on Sports Talk Mississippi today, and he's you know, he's like, they're gonna be okay. The question is, when are they going to be okay? Mm-hmm. They need to start being okay this weekend. Yeah. They need to find a way to get some wins and some confidence. Because right now, you have four non-conference losses, which is one more than you had all last season. You're playing a really good two-lane team. They're 8-1 and one on the year. Their RPI, it was 6 they played uh, a SWAC team Wednesday. I, I think it was Texas Southern. And that dropped them down 28 spots. So, I mean, <laughs> the, their, their midweek games this week against SELA and against Texas Southern really hurt their RPI. They're down to 34.
1: It'd be better a lot of times when you play those teams for those games to just get rained out. It's it better. Is. You're better they off are RPI not playing bombs.
0: them. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know. We're talking about big picture why Mississippi State plays those games. You could easily play some of the other mid, like the group of five teams like that play Memphis, FBA. Memphis, Louisiana I mean Louisiana takes actually a good program. Arkansas State, Arkansas, uh, Little Rock,, uh, you could play Tennessee Martin. I mean, they're just better programs you could play, yeah that don't I mean, when, when, they, when, when, you, when your RPI is negatively affected by a 21 to two win, that's a problem.
1: You know, they can't pitch. Mm-hmm. They, they, they can't really They throw hit. your hitters off. Yeah. You know? and the exception is Jackson State, who's, who's been pretty play. good. They can play. Yeah. Um, but th- normally, the SWAG
0: teams are not good. Right. So Tulane, you know, State has down in New Orleans. I mean, that's the other thing we haven't really talked about. It's on the road. And I'm sure a good state crowd is going. It's supposed to be great weather in New Orleans this weekend. It's a fun trip. Um, I mean this is a great time of year to go down there the weather will be good Mardi Gras just wrapped up so the city shouldn't be too it shouldn't be too touristy this weekend. State has to find a way to win these games. You know and I, I'm not saying they need to have to sweep although a sweep would be really really good for them.
1: They need to win, the series. But they need
0: to win this series. Robbie, can they win the, can they win this series?
1: They can but uh, we've seen nothing so far that gives you a lot of confidence. Mhm. I mean, why would you come into this series having confidence that they're going to win this? Um, I just, you know, Tulane's playing extremely well. They're gonna have they're gonna be throwing Dylan Carmouche, who is you know he's going to be amped up to throw against his former team, uh, a team that he could have been pitching for but uh, chose to move on. So I, I feel he's he's already had two really good weeks, I believe, and this is a team that last year. Had every opportunity to sweep Mississippi State in Starkville, and this this got chippy. Uh, you know they they really got in Mississippi State's head. If they get in State's head uh, this weekend, it's over. I mean, that,
0: State's in their that, own head.
1: That was a team last no more year. More room for people in their head. That was a Mississippi State team last year that w- had an edge. Mm-hmm. This team's not playing with an edge right now. This team's not playing like Mississippi State has. So this is a very dangerous weekend for Mississippi State. It's one of those that could really get away from you quick. So I think I really feel like Friday night is is the big one for State. I think State needs to win that Friday night game mm-hmm. and see what happens in the next two. But win that Friday night game, uh, possibly try to s- steal that one Saturday because Sunday I feel like is your best chance to win a game because I I think Cade Smith is going to be better than their Sunday starter. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that I think Sunday is your best chance to win it, in my opinion. Yeah. So try to still try to take that game on Friday. Maybe even try to steal that one on Saturday. Um, but you got to get two this weekend. I think.
0: You mentioned Dylan Carmouche, the transfer from Mississippi State. He's two and zero on the season, uh, in two starts with a shutout, and ten innings. I'm sorry, thirteen innings pitched, eleven strikeouts. Team hitting one eighty six against him. ERA is point six nine.
1: Nice, nice.
0: Uh, the other guy. I was, hope
1: he found a hat that can fit because yeah, every that time that, that dude poured, that. threw a pitch last year, that hat flew off his head.
0: Carter Robinson, Tyler Hoffman have been the other starters. Robinson another ERA under one. Hoffman's at three eight six. Teams are only hitting two sixteen against Tulane. No, uh, again, they're, they have they're pitching a, it well. You and, and they've played good competition. They just they took two out of three from Louisiana Tech just last weekend. So they they it's, this isn't a situation where they've played a bunch of, of cream puffs. And then, and they're you know messing around that 286 is pretty good, uh, for them as far as hitting goes. They're hitting 284 as a team. Uh, not a lot of pop, nobody with more than two home runs on the season. Leading hitter on the year, uh, in terms of having the most at bats is Ethan Groff, 419 on the season, one home run, 10 RBI. He's slugging 742, OBP of, of 526. This is a very solid baseball team. Even if State was playing well, if State was 9-0 and coming into this series, I would tell you that this is a series they could easily drop a game and could easily drop the series. Tulane is playing well. They know full well what winning a series against Mississippi State is going to mean long-term, assuming State gets it turned around, which is something – let's talk about that for a second because everybody's saying that. Oh, they'll turn it around, they'll turn it around, they'll turn it around. They will turn it around, won't they? I mean i gotta think they will i have a I have a really
1: difficult time seeing this offense struggle like this for fifty games yeah i mean there's there's too many good hitters in this lineup not to figure it out at some point, mm-hmm. but right now they're just not good they're not they're not good at all by the way, how did this two lane team falter like that down the stretch last year I, That was a team when they left startville, I thought that's gonna be a two seed Back in Starkville, mm-hmm. I don't think they even made the NCAA
0: tournament last year. I want to say that they were uh, like with three or four weeks left in the season, they were very much. There were some projections to send them back to Starkville, uh, and then I think they just collapsed at the end. So let me see here. They finished thirty-one and twenty-four. Uh, they did not make the uh, the tournament. They got sw- they lost. Their last, they lost a four-game set at Cincinnati to finish the year, uh, and then they lost. They also lost two out of three to ECU. Uh, they, they, they lost a game to Houston. They lost. Yeah, they, they, they.
1: God. So they were thirty-one and twenty-four. Swept in four games to Cincinnati.
0: Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I, I don't. I like that's that's a team. I just th- I thought when I, thought I saw for them, sure in like that's going to be a two seed. Nobody wants to. But play. that
1: that just shows you how quickly things can change. I remember watching USM last year in Trustmark Park and thinking this team can't hit its way out of a wet paper mm-hmm. sack. And Houston Harding just carved them up. Yeah, it it was just really kind of sad and they to got watch. Going by the end
0: of the year, that team
1: almost hosted. I mean, they were smacking Doug well, Nickasey around at Ole well, Miss. And
0: remember the Conference USA tournament? They had that one, and they just couldn't get an out. Yeah, they should have been. They should have won the tournament and hosted. They the They just Hatt- couldn't pitch. Well, they should have hosted the. They ran out of pitching. Yeah, you know, they, and they should have hosted the Hattiesburg Regional and never even been in Oxford and would yeah. have been a dangerous team to play in the super regional.
1: But that that reminded me the way they were hitting and I remember, you know, one of the southern miss guys there at the time was like this team just can't hit. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the year I'm like I cannot believe this is the same team I saw at Trustmark because they were hitting bombs in Oxford. Yeah. So it's it's just it's too early to start making declarations about Agreed. what a team is going to be. But at the same time these games do matter. The, at the end of the day, we're going to look at the whole body of work for Mississippi State, and if there's seven losses, seven, eight losses in non-conference play, and you know you get to the SEC and you've won 17 and or 18 SEC games, you're going to be teetering on hosting. Um, that that just that might that's probably not going to be enough. Um, 18 SEC wins and eight non-conference losses or, or whatever, I mean, you might that's going to be really difficult. That's you gonna, might
0: be a host. You might be like a 14, 15, 16. Ba- barely. You
1: know. that's, 20, that's that's going to be 20 losses uh, overall right. in the regular season.
0: That's going to be tough to host.
1: I mean, and, and 18 wins is is stretching it now. This is a tough schedule. Yeah. And that that's the problem. If I looked at the schedule and I saw Missouri and I saw – you know who who else is who else is bad in kentucky. the east kentucky Is that is state playing kentucky i don't think state has kentucky uh, okay they do have missouri if i look down there and i see those i see but those you, teams stacked you in you the see
0: florida and georgia is what you see right so. and
1: you know so so state is not playing a, a very easy schedule and that's why these games are so important mississippi state cannot rack up a bunch of losses here they they started off really poorly in 2018 but they were a two seed and they barely made the the uh, NCAA tournament, barely made the SEC tournament. So these games are important for Mississippi State, and I, I hate to put a whole lot of emphasis on early series, but this feels like a must win for Mississippi State just to kind of get things right. I mean, you, you don't want to, to get in too big of a funk to where you just can't get out of it. State's got to get hot here, um, and get ready for conference play because conference play is right around the corner. Conference play jumps on you mm-hmm. in, in baseball.
0: So let's talk through the weekend. Who who's the hitter and the pitcher you've got your eye on?
1: Hitting wise, I think it's going to be Cam James. They they need him to to get it together and to be a consistent force towards the top of the lineup. You know, I'm not worried about Luke Hancock. Logan Tanner very rarely goes into major slumps. He's he's going to hit the ball, but Cam James is is one that you have to have at the top of the lineup somewhere that is consistently good because there's there's not a there's a whole lot of guys that haven't played a ton of baseball that are that are starting to factor into this thing. Hunter Hines, Aaron Downs, yeah, Matt Quarter. R.J. Yeager, the, those guys are, are struggling right now, but they haven't played a lot of baseball at Mississippi State. Cam James has. Luke Hancock, Logan Tanner, those guys have. Those are the guys that are going to have to carry Mississippi State the whole year. Mm-hmm. Those guys have to be good the whole year. They don't have to be great, but they got to be good. You can't go into major slumps. Um, and I, I don't know what the answer is at the leadoff spot. Jay Powell made a good point today uh, when he tweeted at – when I put up that tweet last night about the um, what the leadoff man's done, he said throw Luke Hancock in there. And I, I'm at the point where I'm okay with that. I've, I've liked Luke Hancock behind some guys to try to knock some runs in. But at this point, you got to get somebody on base. you got to get somebody up there that's going to battle at the plate at that leadoff spot, that's going to see a bunch of pitches. They're not getting anything from that spot right now. They're getting three to five pitches in and out. So, why not get Luke Hancock up there to work the pitcher early? Let's let the guys behind him see a lot of pitches because I I don't I don't think there's anything you can lose by doing it. So that might be your answer this weekend. Mm-hmm. Put Luke up there first thing on on Friday and see what he can do. I don't mind
0: it. I don't mind it. What about a pitcher? Uh pitching wise, Landon Sims. Uh I mean these, I these that he's 0 2 is just a crime against nature.
1: Yeah. Well, in the second game he didn't pitch well. I mean, he 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 was get he got knocked around the second game. But the first game he pitched about as well as you could right. and lost. Right. I, I mean, that's what I'm um, saying. It's
0: just it's just weird.
1: You know, you, you got to ha- he's got to be missing some bats and he's got to throw in that changeup and and mix it up a little bit and keep hitters off balance because um, Northern Kentucky was right on top of him and that's not a good sign. So I I want to see him get it back together, have a great start on Friday night, run through that lineup from Tulane, pitch deep into the ball game, and give your team a chance. And I would be kind of surprised if he didn't. All right, for me,
0: I need more from Logan Tanner. I need more in the middle of the lineup. You know, that's well. He had two hits, didn't he? he did then? he did So let's 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 increase that let's let's build off of that you know he had he had the only RBI in the game let's let's continue that streak.
1: The one thing I'll say about Logan Tanner is he makes contact it, yeah, that, yeah. that guy is very rarely going to be you know rolling over a, a ground ball a slow roller to first base right. he's going to make contact yeah you know he might strike out a few times, but more often than not he's putting the ball in play and he's t- he's tagging it pretty hard. That's that's all I can ask for at this point for some of these hitters is just hit the ball hard somewhere because they haven't been doing that.
0: I need to see Logan Tanner put one out of the yard this weekend. That's what I want to see. Let him, let I want to see Logan Tanner have a three-for-five, four-RBI game.
1: And, and blow a kiss to the two-lane football players. I want
0: some low-tan swag this weekend. That would help a lot.
1: Hopefully the football players from two-lane are standing on top of the dugout. Yes.
0: Then, you know, for pitcher, I mean, I expect State's starting rotation to pitch well. You know, they haven't announced the rotation yet. I can't imagine there's gonna be any changes.
1: Yeah, Preston Johnson pitched so well on and Saturday. State Smith leave has him. been great this year. So yeah. why,
0: why make any changes there? So who out of the bullpen is going to step up this weekend and help hold a lead if State has one? I have faith Ooh. in Stone Simmons. I got faith in him. I thought Stanett pitched okay on Tuesday. Could he do it again? I don't know. Pico did not have a good game. Did not. He he's pitched well this year, but Cole Cheatham looked like he was not ready for the moment. I mean, it's
1: there's Brandon Brandon Smith had two good games in a row. Yeah, yeah. So he you you got to think he's probably the first guy out of the bullpen on Friday yeah, or, or Saturday. Simmons one of the two. Yeah,
0: depending on what you know what Sims does.
1: I mean, if you're at the point now where you just need your starters to go deep in games. Because i I don't know what they're going to do in the bullpen, I mean this year's bullpen is is kind of scary to me um and i you know I'm not worried about Mississippi State baseball moving forward, but this year i just I don't think they have the the near the guys that they did last year, and that was kind of a anomaly last year to have the the talent and to have the depth that they did, but they're just they're not even close, yeah in comparison.
0: It is what it is for Mississippi State. They've got to find a way. But that being said, when we're talking about a prediction, Robbie, I I can't – the way this team is playing right now, I cannot predict them to win this series. I think they'll get one. I don't know which one it'll even be. But I think Tulane gets two out of three this weekend.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at right now too. But I'm holding out hope that that something happens this weekend that lights a fire under State. They go to Biloxi. They play well again, and we have a repeat of twenty twenty. But it's, you know, now you get to actually play the season out. Yeah, that would be ideal for Mississippi State. Absolutely. You you turn the corner here, you win. You know, four out of five games here, and you go into the Princeton series. You play really well there, and you're ready for SEC play. That is ideal for Mississippi State if that can happen. That's best case scenario.
0: I agree. I agree. We'll see if that happens. Because steak could really use it. They could really use it. Alright, let's move on into the second half of the show. It's brought to our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who would like to remind you that beef is what's for dinner. Whatever you're looking for, for uh, a dinner solution or for a lunch or if you're cooking out this weekend, man, make it all about beef. Put a tri-tip or a brisket on the smoker. Always a great call. Put some steaks out on there on the grill or some burgers. Man, the week, this weekend is all going to be all about cooking out. Mississippi State not at home, so if you're not headed to New Orleans, you're going to be watching the ball games. The pl- the, what you need to do is fire up the grill and do it with some beef. Go to msbeef.org if you're looking for some recipes, some ideas for what you want to do with, uh, for this weekend. And of course, you can find out a lot more information about our 15,000 beef providers here in the Magnolia State. Beef. It's what's for dinner, thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. We going to lunch today? Two brothers?: Yes, we are. All right, then. That's a done deal. Two Brothers Smoked Meats is where you'll find me and Robbie. It's where you, you should find yourself the next time you are in Starkville. Or if you live here, I mean, it's got to be a once-a-week occurrence, right, to go to Two Brothers. It's just one of the best places in town. And it's got such a great location. And now that the weather's picking it back up, sitting out there on the patio is always going to be a really good time. Grab some smoked wings. Grab one of great – got a great selection of, of local and craft beers. You can grab one of those, you know, if you're me, not if you're Robbie. And – Just have a good time. So, Two Brothers Smoked Meats over there in the heart of the Cotton District. You know the drill by now. It's super simple. It's super easy. It's great products and great service. Every business promises that, but who delivers it? Advantage Business Systems does. The great products is one thing, because anybody can say, okay, we've got a big selection. Nobody's got Advantage Business Systems selection. It's the service that stands out for Advantage Business Systems, because it's not just, okay, here's our 1-800 number. You're going to call a call center, we'll set up an appointment, we'll come out and have a look, maybe 7 to 10 days we can have you up and running. It's Here's a 601 number, you're going to talk to a person who works here in the state of Mississippi, and we're going to be out there today, or at the very latest tomorrow, we're going to get you back up and running. That is a huge difference, and if you own a business, you know that every second counts when your, uh, your technology is down. If you need it repaired, you need it repaired right now. That's what Advantage Business Systems does for you. So why don't you call them today and put them to work for you? The number is 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Robbie, women's basketball season comes to an end uh, at the hands of the Kentucky Wildcats. I found it interesting, and you pointed this out. Kentucky was struggling so bad until they had that great second-half comeback against Mississippi State. They haven't lost since. They're playing really good basketball right now. Mississippi State is not one sense. Mississippi State is not one sense. Now their season is over. What are the next seven days going to look like for Mississippi State women's basketball? Would they accept the women's NIT bid? Will they just go ahead and make the hiring of Doug Novak official? Or are we about to see a bit of a waiting process? Because in all likelihood, if they're not hiring Novak, the person they are hiring is still going to be playing basketball for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's a wait and see. You know, If, if, if Doug Novak, we, we talked about this a little bit um before the show and um I kind of agree with you on that. If if Doug Novak is gonna be the head coach and you, you know that within the next week or so, go ahead and promote him and I would accept an NIT bid and I'm playing that out to try to build on next season. I don't want to end with a twenty point loss or whatever or seventeen point loss, whatever it was to Kentucky. I want to try to get in the postseason and try to get some experience in the postseason. This team has not been in the postseason for three years, or two two years. So I mean, I can't see why why it hurts to to mm-hmm. play a postseason ball game. But uh, it all just kind of depends, you know. If Doug Novak's going to be the head coach, uh, you know, and, and you and you know that, I feel like that needs to be announced pretty soon. If not, then you're waiting out who your head coach is going to be for another two weeks or more, because the the selection a uh, mon- uh, Sunday or Monday, whenever it is, is not next. It's after next week, uh, so you're about to have a whole week off, and then have the selection and then the NCAA tournament. So, I mean, at, you know the earliest we find out about a head coach, mm-hmm. if it's not Doug Novak, I think is going to be over two weeks.
0: I know odds are sort of Paul Jones's game, but give us some odds are here. The odds that Doug Novak is going to be the next head women's basketball coach at Mississippi State.
1: Uh, I am going to say right now they're at forty percent, and
0: so less than 50-50? Yeah, okay, wow. Um,
1: but I am creeping up towards fifty percent, and that's I have not been well, there. Where was for it a while. couple weeks ago? It would have been at zero. Really? Wow. Yeah. Well, maybe not zero. It would have been like five percent. Would have been very low number, um, just because I I just I did not think that I didn't believe that John Cohen was interested in going that direction. I, I thought he was interested in going for a sitting head coach at a at another school, but I think that's changed over the last week. I think I think Doug Novak has um, has squarely entered the picture, and we'll just see what happens with all that. But um, I do think that the, that it's rising a little a little bit uh, with each passing day for Novak.
0: So then who is the guy that is the favorite, in your opinion?
1: Carl Smesko is number one. Okay. that that's the.
0: Now you've talked a lot about him on 24-7, and, yes. and you can get a lot more in-depth there. But just give our listeners a quick overview of who that is.
1: Carl Smesko has been at Florida Gulf Coast for uh, almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's... Um, Basically, he is that program, and he's he wins twenty plus games every year. He's in the NCAA tournament almost every year. He's winning the conference just about every year. Uh, earlier this year, his team beat LSU at LSU, and there are some concerns with him as far as his fit at Mississippi State. Just in in my view, he doesn't play with a true big. He's never recruited the Power Five. He's never recruited a, you know any big-time athletes on this level. He's never coached in the Power Five week in and week out. He's been at the same place for 20 years, so we don't really know what he would do outside of his comfort zone there. So there, there are some current concerns there, but there's some concerns with every single person that Mississippi State's going to hire. Mm-hmm. Doug Novak, I think, is a good fit at Mississippi State for his scheme – Fans are are on board with him, so you would have um, pretty good support from this fan base. Uh, I think next year you would sell tickets. Uh, Fans would want to come see that. He would have most of this roster come back, I believe. But he's never recruited in in women's basketball. He's never recruited on this level, period. Mm -hmm. He's, He's been at Tulane, and that's it. As far as Division One's concerned, and that's the men's basketball. So, his connections inside women's basketball right now are are very small. So, you have some some major question marks with whoever you're going to hire. I, I think that Cohen's in a pretty good spot. If if Smesko uh, takes the job, you have, you get a a guy that's won a whole lot of ball games over 500 ball games in his career in and Division One basketball. Or you hire Doug Novak, who the fan base is on board with. And honestly, who can be upset with John Cohen if Doug Novak doesn't work out because the fans have been clamoring for him yeah. to be hired? Yeah. And all Cohen has to say after that was, well, that's, this is the guy that everybody wanted. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they can't be mad at John Cohen if it doesn't work out. Right. I don't think I – mean, I don't think women's basketball is going to end John Cohen's no. tenure anyway.
0: No. I agree with that 100%. I, 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 I don't have a feel for it one way or the other. You know, it felt like if if he could have gotten to the NCAA tournament, it would have been a lock. Yeah, I, they, they would have given him the job. It would
1: have been it, it would have been hard to believe Mississippi State passing on him if he got this particular team in the tournament. But they've they've lost six straight games, and I, I don't think you can blame him for that. I don't think you can blame the players because they've they've tried hard and they've the game plan's been good. I thought they're just freaking tired right now. Yeah. I mean they're just worn out, and it's. You're at the point now where you've hit a brick wall and I, I just I don't think that Mississippi State was going to make any kind of run here down the stretch. Um so John Cohen has uh you know 30 games almost of of uh, evidence of what Doug Novak can do in the Power 5 uh in coaching at Mississippi State there's some more questions about his recruiting and all that stuff but You've seen what he can do in a game. You've seen what they can do developing players. I think there's no question that Mississippi State got better as a team as the year went on. Um, it's just up to Cohen now. Do, do you want to take this kind of risk, or do you want to take a risk on a guy that's coached women's basketball and has connections in the game and uh, has won at a very high level here? I, I think that he is. I think that he's a heavy lean towards Smesco, and it might just be. He's waiting on Smesco to to uh, make a move, but I I think he's in a good position. If these are your two choices,
0: we'll see where it goes. Is there is there a dark horse that you didn't mention to somebody? It's like you wouldn't be totally totally surprised if it if it happened, but they're not talking about him. Not really. I mean, it really seems to be down to these two. I haven't
1: heard any other names that are that serious. Um, you know, I, I've heard some some coaches that they're wow. that they're interested in, but
0: the uh Semesco's interesting to me. Like you say, he's been coaching since two thousand two. Yeah, I mean he's, he's, he's led 51.
1: this. Yeah, he's led this team from like NAIA or whatever they were in into the Division one. Yeah. and like they'd never missed a beat. Like the, they,
0: the, yeah. I mean, you look at he he has never won fewer than twenty two games in a season. That's good. That's that's pretty impressive. Um, now
1: th- this this offense is nothing like you've been used to. Yeah, they're going to fire up a lot of three point shots. They're going to have a lot of guards out there. They're going to be moving around. That
0: fits what state wants to do. Or state's <sighs> roster anyway. Yeah, you know we have to see what they would do with Jessica Carter and and Charlotte Cole. But I just
1: I, I worry about not having a true big mm-hmm. because I don't know anybody that wins in wins championships without some. Some bigs. Yeah. I um, take it back. It's just, he did have
0: one 18-win season before uh, Florida Gulf Coast moved up to Division One. But okay. Regardless of that, this is a very impressive recipe. The fact that he's coached nearly his entire adult life at one stop is something. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting to me. We'll see where He goes. loves
1: it there. I mean, the, the one place that, that really came calling for him that he would have taken was USC. Mm-hmm. And um, that kind of fell through with, I think that was when they had the academic scandal stuff and um, with Aunt Becky and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And and also, they were kind of lowballing him on an offer. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just decided he was just going to stay at Gulf Coast.
0: Gotcha. All right. Uh, one last thing before we get out of here. S- some surprising news out of the, at the NFL Combine. Uh, I haven't seen the official, let me see if I can find it while we're talking here. The official number, but the first forty-yard dash tonight for Makai Polk uh, finishes at four five oh. Well, it's official time now. They got it here, four five nine. But I'm not going to lie to you; that's still faster than I thought Polk was going to be. I honestly thought he'd be like a four seven guy. That's a good number. He for made him. a little money today. I think so we, too. We saw Matt Miller, uh, who's a longtime NFL draft scout for Bleacher Report, say that some teams have got Polk circled with a uh, a second-day grade, a second- or third-round pick. That is very surprising considering some of the chatter that we were hearing early on. Here's what I I, I was – and I talked about this on Sports Talk. Polk can do two things really well. Get open and catch the ball. I feel like that's half the battle. That's pretty know. good for wide receivers. That's yeah, a good I feel like if you can point. do those two things, you're halfway home of being a great wide receiver – In today's NFL, which is so pass-heavy and so kind of specialized in being – you know, obviously, if you can get a Randy Moss or a Calvin Johnson, you're going to get them. But there are wide receivers of all shapes and sizes all over the field. There's a niche for Makai Polk. You feel like if he had a second year at Mississippi State – and I'm not trying to go the Spurrier route here. I'm just saying that if he had played two years and had caught 100-plus balls both times – he might very well be a first-round pick because you'd be like, "Look, they just can't ignore that kind of production."
1: Yeah, and I—I know, I know people are starting to pile on Spurrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, uh, I don't have a problem with what yeah, Spurrier said. Yeah, I mean, he's just talking about what he was hearing from scouts, right? And that's what they were told is if Makai comes back for another year and he puts some more film out there, he gets better. He gets he gets a little he gets a little more weight on him, and he gets a little more durable out there. He could really make a jump, and you know he he may end up. You know he bet on himself, and good for him. He seems to have worked out um really well the last couple of months and gotten to where he uh, improved his speed. But the the notion that he wasn't going to improve with another year is kind of silly. I, I think if he comes back next year and like you said puts up even more production or similar production, mm-hmm. he's going to be a hot commodity. Um, and you know, hopefully it, it doesn't matter and he's still a, a third or fourth round pick or something like that, that would be a good spot. State just needs a guy in the pros. They yeah. just they need a wide receiver bad in the NFL to sell to kids, hey, come here, we can put you, and one year we got this guy in the NFL. That's all it took. He came here for one year, and he was in the NFL. Um, that's a good selling point. Mississippi State needs wide receivers to point to from this offense because yeah. and, and quite frankly Mike Leach has not had a ton of guys drafted um at wide receiver he's he hasn't had a ton of guys go to the league and be great I mean Michael Tra- Crabtree is the one that we all point to who who are some other Mike Leach wide receivers in the NFL
0: Gabe Marks had a cup of coffee I'm mean, Wes Walker Wes Walker of course yeah you know, uh but yeah I mean I, you're right there's, there's not.
1: I mean, when you think of the air raid, you think of passing. There's not nearly as many as you would think in a passing offense. Um, so for Mississippi State, it would be nice to have um, some early traction there because I, th- I think that he's going to be able to recruit more talented wide receivers at Mississippi State than he's had.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. So we'll see what happens with Polk, but it's, it seems his stock is on the rise. Hopefully, he can continue to do well. Charles Cross should start doing drills uh, today. As you're listening, I believe he's doing everything but the bench press, which makes sense because bench press honestly should be one of his weaker things. His yeah, that's arms, not going to be. His arms are so freaking long; it's just going to be difficult. That's not
1: going to be a good a good one
0: for him. No, so best that's to do that's, it there's here no reason and and get it over. There's no
1: reason to expose his weakness on that. Not on the stage. combine. Yeah, doing it at pro day and, and he's going to measure out of this world. Yeah. His wings, and he'll interview well too. His wingspan's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mobility. Yeah, I mean you know, the, the, he's. The
0: He's so going to be the freakiest guy there. Those three tackles uh, Neil, Cross, and the guy whose name I can never pronounce. State. The MC State guy. Yeah. The, one of those guys is going 1 1. Because yeah. I think if you're Jacksonville, you have to try to protect Trevor Lawrence. So who is it going to be? I don't know the answer to that question. We'll see. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. Robbie and I will be back with you on uh, Sunday. We'll talk about whatever happens in New Orleans. Uh, well, you know, the, the end of the, the men's basketball season, probably time to start talking about, you know, some potential replacements there, and uh, yeah, probably a lot more stuff next week. Uh, positional breakdowns. We just talked about Makai Polk. We're talking about wide receivers next week. What a what a interesting positional breakdown that should be because there's a lot of names there. Um, also, MSU is having a junior day this weekend, so maybe some recruiting news. to Talk about as well. A lot, a lot of good stuff going on. We'll recap it all for you here on Thunder and Lightning here on Super Attack Super Talk, Super Talk.